Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Third time lucky. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Here with you for the first of two podcasts you're going to get in your feed, this one all about, well no, just generally, we're just going to chat generally, obviously it's another weekend of European rugby and there's all kinds of other stuff been going on over the last seven days we're going to get into. You can find us at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, uh, Egg Chasers on Facebook and Instagram. Um, the man right over there, Jonathan Beardmore, is at Jay Beardmore on Twitter. Indeed. Or at Sale Sharks now. Well, not at Sale Sharks. You can't find me on Twitter at Sale Sharks. Well, you but... can find you tweeting about at Sale Sharks. Oh, yeah, you can find me <laughs> tweeting about them. <laughs> no, yeah, J- JB uh, broke his presenting duck uh, doing some uh, corporate and another type fan-based hosting at Sale Sharks. Yeah, amazing. And the conversation on the way to the fan tab was, oh, you've done this before, haven't you? Uh, nope. <laughs> no idea. But went okay. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm uh, at Cocker, the man over there that lurks on Instagram and Twitter uh, with a nondescript handle that he doesn't want you to know is Phil. Or <laughs> Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello. Hello, Tim. Right. You both sound like you've got those morning after voices you know when they're slightly like an octave deeper. yeah or well, yeah. jb's is, is a little bit more strained and yours is an octave deeper uh yes thank you i <laughs> thanks for noticing <laughs> i spent a lot of time talking at my teammates post game yesterday so how did uh, the mighty talk h get on we drew against top of the league drew i we hate was it throw away yesterday? leads left right and center we threw away a 14 point lead against witness we threw away uh, at least a 10-point lead against West Park St. Helens. Unbelievable. Draws are weird, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are. And we had to draw... We went down with one minute to go, made our way back up the pitch. Penalty, about seven metres out in front of the sticks. Do you take the kick for the draw or do you go for the scrum and attack? And we took the draw. I always found... Um, did, was it, sorry, I just want to ask, did, was that a message that you put on? Did you point sticks? Or uh, I left it to the captain. Yeah, Whatever the captain says goes. Yeah, mm. Good, like that. I, I often found, especially playing like lower level, like second team level type games, um, or lower down the leagues, no one really knew the score. There's, no, like, there's like two people, the, the ref <laughs> generally knows yeah, the score. Right. Occasionally, the captain knows the score. I was convinced we were winning. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the people, you just kind of feel, oh, it feels like we've scored. By the end of the game, it might be like five tries to four, but it might be four kicks to three. So you just feel like, oh, we're probably on the good side of this. And I've I've been in games that have ended as a draw, and it's only like 10 minutes after the game that half the team finds out that it was actually a draw. I could tell if I've won or lost, but I couldn't tell you the scores of about 95% of the games that I've played. (laughs) Yeah. So we have got some big, juicy talking points, even aside from the actual matters on the field in the Heineken Cup. I do, I do love calling it the Heineken Cup. Yeah. Every time, it's just like... It feels Well, feels no, natural. I love not correcting myself after calling it the Heineken yeah. Cup. That's what I like. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so the England squad was announced earlier this week. Mm. Well, go on, JB. Let's just go. I, I don't understand it. I, I just don't get it. I mean... Surely, surely you need big men to win international rugby. And there's a lot of clamour saying, isn't it great that Zach Mercer's in? Or isn't it great that skilled players are in over big lumps or whatever it is? And no, the answer is no. England need big men to win rugby games. I think that was shown 
brutally, actually, against France when they lost to n- not even a good team, just a big team. A very big team. Yeah, I have no idea how England planned to beat South Africa. I just don't, don't know. So that is one of the biggest talking points this week, the non-selection of Don Armand, for example, and Dave, Dave Ewers, to name uh, two of the guys who were touted. Dave Atwood. Dave Atwood. Atwood, yeah, <laughs> although it was second row, I think. Mm. I'm, I'm, le- I'm far less concerned about second yeah, row than yeah, I am agreed. with the back row. And the back row, the best, the best way I have to explain it would be back rows need balance. And whether you've got the big man at six or even the big man at seven or the big man at eight, it doesn't really matter. So Exeter can have Sam Simmons at number eight, who is yep. very, very small by a, a premiership back row standard. But if he's got you as an Armand either side of him, is completely irrelevant yeah, because you can use his speed I mean, and use their size. But the England team as it is right now, the squad, you've got so you've got a few workhorses I've described them as. They're, they're very good all-rounders, not exceptional carriers in the likes of Brad Shields, Michael Rhodes, Mark Wilson. You've got a couple of kind of true fetchers in Underhill and Curry. You've got a couple of uh, protégés who've got huge potential but have not shown it enough for international standard in Zach Mercer and Ted Hill. And you've got one oh my God. one yeah. big ball carrier in Ben Morgan, who has had, no by, international by, games. by my count, a couple of good games in the last three years. Yeah. I, I mean, you just mentioned the name there, and it triggers me more than misgendering <laughs> people in Brad Shields. Um, Brad, Brad Shields has done nothing to warrant a call-up. You know, against Leinster, which is a great example... Wasps got absolutely hammered. But it was an amazing, amazing opportunity for lads to stand up and be counted. Tommy Taylor did that. Thomas Young battled like an absolute warrior. Brad Shields missed, what? I know we don't like talking about missed tackles, missed about a third of his tackles. Uh, He wasn't even busy. I watched him very closely yesterday. Oh, good. Because I was at the Rico. And if you are selecting on form, and I no doubt he can be an an exceptional player, he is not warranting a place on form. No. Absolutely yeah. not. The form, because we know he's done it in the past. Because he's do, he's been there and done it in very different circumstances, very different com- competition with the Hurricanes, and he's been to Super Rugby finals and won Super Rugby. Um, so he's got talent, but yeah, if you're going on the form argument, he's not there. He's not. He's not even close to the conversation. Hey, on form. Eddie picked him. Right, I put him in at second row yeah. for the well, second test South Africa. It's utterly mad. Ted, well, Ted Hill. Yay. Ted, Ted Hill. Don, Don Armand, sorry, mate. Move over. Ted Hill's played, <laughs> played two games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I mean, by the way, two very good games. Two very good Just games. Just not a bloody international, is he? Yeah. <laughs> so, the squad, I mean, Eddie's, Eddie's getting fired. I have no <laughs> doubt about it now. I mean, how can you be so bad at your job? It's gone now. It's, it's gone past a tipping point. So you could see through Six Nations, yeah, he kind of got it wrong and it went badly, but hey, they'll bounce back. Then they went to South Africa. It didn't go well. They win one game, one game. And people like Owen Farrell are talking about, hey, it doesn't feel like a losing tour. It feels like a winning tour. Well, no, you lost. And now they're going to go into the Autumn Internationals with a pretty threadbare squad. It doesn't need to be. That's the thing. It doesn't need to be. They have the players available to them. And Eddie Jones is talking about, it doesn't matter about the results. It's going to be a launch pad to, to the World Cup. Uh, well, wouldn't wouldn't you say that if you're expecting to lose three out of four games? You'd well, be saying, he's already. I would be he's, saying, oh yeah, ignore the, ignore the results, guys. He's already signing to us. It's over. <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I, we're not going to win these games. Um, and what's the other one? There is talk, uh, lots of talk actually, of moving Owen Farrell to ten. I think that's a great idea. However, you've had what three years in the job or two years in the job? You should have done it three years ago. The caveat there is. In those two, three years, he hasn't had Manu Tulangi and he hasn't had a, a fit Benteo very much. Uh, yeah. So that sort of forced his hand. That's why we ended up with Ford Farrell in the first place, because there was no other option. It has, and it worked out yeah. quite well. It has. Yeah. Well, it did for a while. Okay, So it has... 13 and, games, it worked out very well. It has and it hasn't forced his hand, in a way. So someone tweeted me a few weeks ago, maybe a week ago, about the Irish provinces... And they said, based on England's population, England should have 32 provinces or something ridiculous like that. I thought that is, that is a really, really strong point. So the rugby playing population Eddie Jones has got to work with is huge. And yet the, he, he can only identify two centres which he can play in his system. Other than that, he has to rip it up and play a completely different way. The best coaches, like Warren Gatland, for instance, will mould the players they have to the system that they want. 
So when Warren Gatlin's got really nice players like um, Hadley Parks, he's nice and silky, he plays one way. When he's got Jamie Roberts, he plays another way. Well, that's the opposite of what you just said. You just said he moulds players to his system. Yes. But then you said, but when, so when, he, but when he has Hadley Parks, he plays a certain way. And when he has a different player, he plays yeah. a different way. No, sorry. He moulds his system to his players, sorry. Right. Not his players to his system. Yeah. Whereas... Eddie Jones has got a very clear idea in his head how he wants to play. Well, that's great, but he needs every everybody fit. And I just don't and also he's not built the strength in depth in his squad either. That's the other thing. If you're so reliant on one player, I don't think you're doing doing your job right, particularly when you've got the biggest rugby playing population in the world to pick from. Now I'm I'm still in the over the longer term, I'm still relatively optimistic. And I'm not doing a thing where I'm just it feels like there is a momentum growing of people dissatisfied with Eddie Jones. However, on this particular squad, there is so much that defies logic, rhyme or reason uh, that I'm like only two hookers. Yeah. He's done in the past, but it it does leave you threadbare. He does have three scrum halves, but his scrum half decision-making. Okay. So he's gone. Danny care have the summer off fine. And he's gone. Do you know what? Ben Spencer, you're my man. You're, you're going to be my backup scrum half. Uh, actually, Ben Spencer, you're dropped from the summer training squad. Dan Robson, you're my new man. You're yep. the man. You're, you're, you're the new uh, number three. Uh, Autumn International squad, Dan Robson's injured. Um, do I go back to the guy that in South Africa was my man? Or do I go back to someone I haven't played since Six Nations um, I mean, over a year ago and you... I haven't included in any squads for ages? It's so, what, what is the thinking? I, mean, I, I know it's horrendously boring to say this, right? No, when I say that, it almost sounds like I'm being disrespectful to the players I'm about to mention. But if you really want to win games, you need to be looking at people like Brad Barrett, you need to be looking at people like Richard Wigglesworth. I mean, I I know it's not exciting. I know it's not the future, but the future is the World Cup. Yeah, Uh, and I I, know my my point isn't Richard Wigglesworth shouldn't be be in the squad. My Mm. point is, if Richard Wigglesworth is, is, is... the next cab off the rank. Why wasn't he in South Africa? Why wasn't he in the squad before that? Yeah. Mm. Why has he not been in the, the autumn training squad that was announced a few weeks ago yeah. where Dan Robson I mean, was in? You almost feel this desperation where they bring players in, they look at them for five minutes and then they disregard them and they just throw, throw, throw them on the heap because he's... I think Eddie Jones is looking for the magic bullet and he's not going to find it. Uh, no. Well, there, there is, there the, is... the closest thing to a magic bullet is Manny Tulagi. Which, yes. Which... Many coaches have been uh, beached on those rocks in the past. <laughs> yeah, many they? a coach who have <laughs> thrown all their eggs in the Manu Tuolagi basket. Yeah, I mean, if you want to... Th- I mean, he puts in a few sensational performances, and he played very, very well on Friday night. Man of the match performance. Uh, but then will be unavailable for whatever reason. Yeah, he does a lot of destruction to, to opposition backlines, but, but also wh- things like, uh, well, the destruction of the Leicester Tiger, Tigers' profit and loss accounts, yeah. uh, coaches' reputation. Three coaching uh, setups in the last uh, two years have been beached uh, on that. Yeah, you're the best paid coach in the world and you're relying on a man who has played... I, I think has he even got 100, 100 appearances for Tigers yet. I'm not oh, sure. I don't, I don't I'm know, sure he only got. Do like, you know how many caps he's got for England? Twenty. Yeah, that would feel about right. Twenty-six. Yeah. Since because he, he was 2011 World Cup when mm. he was kind of 20 years old, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, so long period of time. Yeah. And, and, well, I mean, we hope to figure. I, I loved. I loved in the in the his man of the match chat I had with him earlier. I love the fact I went, man. You know. I, Massive big night for the club, big night for you. You've waited for this all this time, etc. And his response was like, "Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's good." Well, do you remember? Nice. That, was you remember the word? That, I love that he said nice. That video about um, was it earlier this season or last season when it's what does wearing the Leicester Tiger shirt mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the least enthusiastic. Yeah, it's it's good. It's. <laughs> Nice. nice for my family. <laughs> means, <laughs> means a lot to me. Wow. <laughs> he's so laid back, he's horizontal for such a violent man uh, on it, a rugby field. That is that is a big boost for Eddie Jones. So you can talk about the weaknesses. Yes. And the, the two big holes are loose head and number eight, the, the balance of the back yeah. row, the, the carrier in the back row. But other than that, the squad is actually taking not a bad shape. There's a few injuries in the back three, but they've got more than enough to cover. They've got so many options at second row. Mm. You have got options, even though there's only two in the team at, at hooker. You've got options at tight head. You've got options right across the board, apart from those two gaps. And Manu coming back doesn't mean that you can play yeah. a way that 
is different to the two pivots being in the in the center of the 10 12 channel and also Tio was on the bench for the first time so those two are looking like they're going to be available talk about profit and loss and value Worcester great we've got you back on the bench for a European Challenge Cup game oh. see you later Ben yeah see you in six weeks they've got Ollie Lawrence it doesn't matter oh my word bad business isn't it it is <laughs> um but yeah, I, I, on on the back row one, I, I was watching two players particularly yesterday. As I was watching the game, Brad Shields and Zach Mercer, and yeah, um, I totally agree with you, Phil, on your balance in the back row. And Zach Mercer is is a weapon that you can unleash w- with a with a balance in that pack. I just wish, I, and I want to celebrate all the great things people can do rather than just talking down the, the negatives. Yeah. Um, so, so on, but, but I will say on Zach Mercer, and you talk about international rugby and you talk about South Africa, go and watch Ashley Johnson's try again. Uh, I've not seen any rugby yet, so that's why we're not no, 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 talking about fine. games. Zach, Zach Mercer, just, just watch Ashley Johnson's try. Zach Mercer got run over. Did mm. he? Well, I mean, the logic goes, doesn't it? If England play a game... Uh, how... If England play a game, which is nice and expansive, you can get Zach Mercer on the field and he can run at shoulders and run at space. There is no space at international rugby. His footwork's amazing. It, so he, yeah, can, he, he, can, he can create space in, in no... And so I want to celebrate that yeah. that unique skill. And I, but, but to have him at number eight, I to, well, the point I'm making is this is where someone like a Dave Ewers, Don Armand, might be worth having just for <laughs> South Africa alone. I actually think Absolutely. Mercer would be a cracking eight for a lot of international teams. I just don't think he can play for Eddie Jones. That is more the point. Well, it's not I think, the point. I think we're going to find out, aren't we? And I hope, Which, I, yeah. I, hope I hope you're wrong. It's a straight shootout between Mercer and Morgan for that number eight shirt. I mean, how do you even compete with those two? I mean, what what <laughs> drills or what do you watch to com- to compare them? I mean, well, one does one thing, the other does another thing. Comp- yeah, so different. They're not even. Not, it's not like Billy or Nathan, yeah. which is one A and one B of the the same type of player. They are so different. Yeah, it, I don't know. I know he's on a high. I think he's lost the plot now. I think he's uh, he's actually quite desperate. Well, uh, one other name in the squad, which again he's he's done okay this season, um, but keeps getting selected by Eddie Jones, and fair play to him. Um, Nathan Earl maybe segues into another point because Nathan Earl is in that England squad. Mm-hmm. He, he has done very well this season. He has would, done well would, this season. I would add. Yes. I'd, I'd, I don't. I've not. Th- rated him particularly highly but no. he has he's finished off some good tries for Quinns this season absolutely he, he has and I'm not I, I'm not suggesting he should be out for this next name I'm going to bring up but it segues quite nicely um, Nathan Earl is in the squad and you wonder if seeing that every squad for the last year and a half or whatever has been part of the reason why Christian Wade mm. is on his way to the NFL mm. yeah, I, yeah well he thinks he's on his way to the NFL I mean well, it's a tiny bit more. I think someone needs to tell Christian it's a little bit more tricky than this. <laughs> well, he went to school with Christian Scotland Williamson, so I'm sure he's. Ah. I'm sure he understands the process. So if, if you don't understand the process, I, I, I'm fascinated by this, um, and I've been keeping tabs on like the international player pathway thing on the on the NFL YouTube channel. It's really interesting. Mm. So international player pathway, I think maybe half a dozen or maybe more players a year are identified as potential NFL recruits from around the world and you quite often get some from Germany and Christian Scotland Williamson was one from from England Alex Gray was, Oh yeah what was Alex Gray Atlanta Falcons it, it, yeah. it was there for a while. still in the practice like the squad. practice squad So they get a free roster spot don't they Well yeah so the way it works the the, the, the international player pathway gives them intensive training between I think January That's, and April yeah. when the draft is then you have the NFL draft where um, all the college players um, and uh, go go in the into the pool with all these you know Christian Wade will be in that pool and NFL teams pick their nine players and if you make one of those then great if not you become a, a dra- undrafted free agent which is what most of these players do mm-hmm. there was only one guy that got onto a got actually drafted. Christian Scotland Williamson went to the Pittsburgh Steelers as an undrafted free agent. Yep, still there now. And then, yeah, as you say, normally you would have to earn a practice squad spot, but because they're international players, there's special funding that means they will get an extra spot for one of these players. Hence, Christian Scotland Williamson might not have necessarily made a a practice squad, but he's at the Pittsburgh Steelers learning. Mm. Christian Wade will get that. He's 27. He'll be 28 by the time the draft comes round. Yep. 
I cannot see him being a running back or a wide receiver. A kick returner, yes. Kick returner. I, I actually can see him being a running back. How effective, I don't know. But he doesn't fit anywhere else, does he? With safety? Maybe? I mean, there's so much to learn about, yeah. about the the nuances and the specific the schemes and the playbooks and the it's I I just think it's a it would be an unbelievable story if he makes it. Well, I mean, it'd be more unbelievable if he made it to the England team. To be fair, I mean, <laughs> what people aren't really talking about Christian Wade is he's not played very well for about three years. Well, definitely, definitely for the last six months. Yeah, this you sort of season, wonder whether it, has his head been somewhere else yeah. this season. He hasn't scored this season yet, has he not? No, no and he has played particularly badly this season. And he's in Phil's fantasy rugby draft team. Uh, ah, yes. that's why you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, so the last couple of seasons he has scored a lot of tries, but as the point I've made repeatedly in the past is it has been feast and famine mm. and I've used the words flat track bully he's he, pa- he will score six tries against Worcester he's the Patrick Cliver of rugby yeah <laughs> six tries go for a feast against a weaker team and then against Saracens against Exeter he will do nothing yeah he makes a couple of good tackles and says oh look he's sorted out his defensive frailties mm, not so much so so he will be uh, earning I've, I've looked up what, what you earn 500k a year is it I'm no, if you're on a practice squad yeah $129,000 for a season, oh, okay, so that's which works out at about seven thousand dollars a week in terms of the actual season. Okay, because they only get sixteen checks, don't they? Yeah, as they call it, sixteen payments. So one hundred twenty-nine thousand dollars. If you make it onto so that, that, will be a pay cut. That Probably will be a, a pay cut. Yeah. Pay cut. If you make it onto uh, an NFL roster, uh, there's a rugby league guy called Jordan Mailata who's on who's uh, in the offen- in the off- offensive line. He's Eagles for the he? Philadelphia Eagles. I think you instantly, the second you get onto a 53-man roster, the minimum you earn is $600,000. Yeah, that's a rookie minimum. Uh, Which is all right. You could do all right on that. So the the player that this is most similar to, in my mind, not someone like Christian Scotland Williamson or the, I can't remember his name right now, the Saracens second row. Hayden Smith. Hayden Smith. Smith. It's more someone like uh, Jared Hayne, who was rugby league and sevens, Fiji and Australia, um, who was centre or winger generally played, yeah. but was much bigger. So he's six three, hundred and five kg, mm. much bigger than someone like. So, uh, but incredibly talented running athlete. So famous for being powerful, very fast runner, good stepper, which is the the attributes that uh, Wade has. But he never even got close to making it. He could practice he, squad. He did and some punt returns. He did. And I think he did make the... I mean, people need to understand this, yeah. that even to pull on the uniform yeah. of an NFL team is a phenomenal achievement. I mean, it is such a high standard that you can't, you can't take it casually. Like, even the best athletes in rugby probably are not good enough, and they probably wouldn't even play the positions you expect them to play. So, I mean, we were, me and Phil were talking just before you got here about where would where Christian Wade play. You can't play receiver. Because the receivers now are like six foot four, and and above, so he's not going there. There is more chance of uh, well, Cody Wells well, playing receiver. Where's Welker and um, uh, Edelman? Slot receivers. Slot receivers. Slot yeah. receivers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could potentially do, do do that. I guess. I don't know. It's uh, I if I was Christian Wade, I would concentrate on my rugby, uh, unless what he's really concentrating on. And I've got a lot of sympathy for this, and I say it only half jokingly. Unless he's thinking about his after-dinner speaking uh, fee. <laughs> because I, I look at someone like James Haskell, who did all his travelling early doors. I think that makes him remarkably interesting and better rounded for when he leaves the game. That's the only, uh, that's the only way I can even begin to quantify what Christian Wade, Wade is doing. Of course, none of this has yet been confirmed by the club. Which, or, uh, Christian Wade. or Christian Wade, or Christian Wade. I've seen. Yeah, but it, it's been reported as fact by yes. all of the big yeah. uh, media outlets. Yeah. So it, it is happening. It's just obviously there. I imagine there's probably it's legal situations. Yeah. So Wasps did make a statement just to say they're aware of the speculation and they're not going to make a statement. I mean, you would have thought being aware of the speculation, Wasps would be in a remarkably good place to actually find out the truth of this, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Rather than just reading well, Christian Wade's going where? Just call well, him. Ask him. The interesting thing that because there will be a contractual element to this as to. Well, how does he break his contract? Just leaves, I guess. Yeah, but how? Just leaves. Just just leaves, but he's got a contractual obligation that he needs to fulfil. So yeah. if he's going to another sporting uh, establishment, 
there might need to be a compensation payment in the same and way that w- that, as yeah. uh, Denny Solomona. Uh, he needs to, uh, well, the, the man to ask about this is Steve, Steve Diamond. Well, there's Steve Diamond knows or, how to get someone out of a rugby league contract like that. But he ended up paying... <laughs> He ended up paying uh, know, compensation. Uh, they, they were due a fee, and also I, th- I think one of the other things to think about is I think they were just fighting over if, who pays the legal costs. In, what in the if end. he doesn't get drafted, or, or uh, after? Depending, I don't know how long he's got left on his contract, but if his current contract runs beyond the time he spends in the NFL, and he comes back to rugby, yeah, then you, you could understand if Wasp were in a position of saying, um, if Christian Wade has, has say fallen out of love with the game, but then falls back in love with it in a year's time yeah well, falls back in love with the extra money that he can get especially considering if he's only on the most basic NFL deal I wonder if it, most of it is just the fantasy of living in America being in, a, in an he's got an American NFL girlfriend has he he's probably been talking to uh, Dom Waldock he <laughs> was, was playing like college rugby out there, but was v- very complimentary about his uh, his time out. Yeah, he really enjoyed himself. <laughs> well, he was, uh, Where was this? Living, Is this? He, would, he did, went out he and was, played pro rugby in the USA, yeah. but it was like college team, basically. Cle- so he, Cleveland, was, wasn't it? I can't remember where he was playing, but I just remember him saying that, like, pract- practice in the morning, do a bit of studying or whatever he was doing in the like mid midday, and then just go. What's he do with the rest of his time? Hang out, <laughs> hang out by the pool. The pool he was hanging out with was located next to some kind of nursing college establishment. Oh right, yeah. it seemed like quite a good. Oh, setup. So just like you know, really immersing himself in the culture, the culture, the like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the one person um, and that's Cleveland. Imagine getting going to get picked up by I don't know Miami Dolphins or something. <laughs> or no, one of the I, LA think, teams. I, I think that's smart of, of Don Waldock going to a place where. But you know that he can exchange cultural values yes, more because absolutely. they won't be as used to. Uh, Do you know what the English? Absolutely. Way. I remember yeah. talking about a turn here, but I don't even think Don Waldock got paid for a stint out in America. I don't think they they paid their players in the end. <laughs> By the sounds of it, <laughs> the, he was he was paying them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me stay one more week. <laughs> Them of you in Newcastle. One person that Christian Wade should speak to, who's had dealings with this, is Johan Usen. I was about to say, say he should become a commercial manager for a, uh, a far, uh, some kind of agricultural centre down in South Africa. Just six months as commercial director for a, a farming company down in South Africa, and then all your problems go away. Exactly. Wise words. Where is he now? Is he at uh, Montpellier? Bloody hell. So left Racing was the highest paid player in top 14, broke that deal, went to South Africa for, I think it ended up being about 12 months. And is he in the South African team yet? No. I bet he wishes he'd gone to the to uh, America for those six Staggering, months. isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely staggering that you can be the highest paid player, want to break your contract, come back to Montpellier and still not in the South Africa team. He might, I wonder if he'll get called up uh, as we get closer to the, the I hope World so. Cup. But then... Obviously, that that whole thing, that whole debacle, was very disruptive, and there were talks about his advisors that were obviously disrupting very much so for Rassing. Um, that's not necessarily the kind of guy you want bringing no. into I, your squad. And I also think that we're going to see more of this as rugby players become more valuable. We're going to see a lot more players clinging onto them for dear life mm. and quote unquote advising them. Yes. Mm. So um, anyway. Talking of a guy who might need some advice, Danny Cipriani. But yeah. before that, let's let's talk about Cornerstone. Yes, Cornerstone, the well, amazing purveyors and manufacturers of quality raising gear, and it's what you need in your life. And we love them. We've got a great relationship with them, and for that reason, we've managed to wangle a pretty cool deal for you as well. Uh, so, Cornerstone are the original mail order razor company. None of this new companies coming on board with their plastic cheap razors. Uh, take that back that bit out. <laughs> coming on, no, no. Uh, Keep coming, it in. Coming Get on board. With, coming on board with their plastic razors. Trying to do what Cornerstone do. Cornerstone is all about the German precision-engineered razors delivered to you in a in a Cornerstone presentation box and with because you listen to us, your free aluminium shaft with your engraved initials on them as well. So Cornerstone.co.uk/slash/eggchasers. That will cost you just. Four quid, with no obligation, but we think you'll want to carry on and check out some of the other products they've got as well. Four quid, less than a pint for that. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 checkout. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Danny Cipriani. Yeah, we didn't mention him in the, when we were talking about the England squad. No, because of... I think after this weekend, that ship has probably sailed, hasn't it? Do you think a red card makes it... Well, you're probably right. I mean, but I don't think the red card or not has anything to do with... No. With no I completely that. agree, but... We need to remember the power of the media, and they are very, very powerful. And we'll get onto this in a second. Powerful in, enough to, um, the more they shout about a name, the more Eddie Jones will ignore it. Yeah, and you know they, you know they, they set the tone of the debate, and they mostly drive it. Look at the concussion uh, in instance. But I think Danny Cipriani after this red card. I mean, I was reading the Times today. And they describe it as things like Moment of Madness by Danny Cipriani. Oh, my word. I didn't see any madness. There was no madness. There was no aggression or anger. You just body hate and slightly do, the wrong position. Just before we get into that briefly, on, on, on the England squad, very quickly. Yes. Do you think there's any chance that what happened... Because let's, let's remember, go back a year, Danny Cipriani was thinking about his future and thinking yep. about going elsewhere. And he went to Gloucester because... He got called up to that South Africa tour, yeah. And since then, he hasn't he hasn't had a look in with Eddie Jones, despite doing well on that South Africa tour and despite playing very well for Gloucester. Do you think Eddie Jones has basically just marked his territory, got him in so he would stay in England, so he could have him if just he needed him, but with no intention of actually using him unless he absolutely had to? Um. I don't know. I, I think it'd be rem- it'd be very cruel if that's yeah, what he did. It would be. It would be. I, I, it'd be very out of order, and uh, I'd lose a lot, a lot of respect for the man for that because Danny Cipriani could have earned a lot more money outside of France, and the reason he stayed would have been to play for England. So yeah. I, I hope he didn't. I sincerely hope he he did it with the best of intentions. But it does look like you know it does look almost like a, a point of principle now that he doesn't pick Danny Cipriani mm. for reasons I don't I don't understand really. Yeah. Well, see, I I don't actually mind not picking Danny Cipriani because for me he is the third best fly half in England. He's not though, is he? I mean, well, I me, just don't think he is. Your opinion is that he isn't. Uh, yeah. uh, England have won one one game on tour, and I put that solely down to Danny Cipriani. Well, not solely, but a, a, a large part. Um, he can do things the other the other two can't, and I think. If he's moving Farrell back to 10, and that is a genuine move, maybe you can say Danny Cipriani doesn't come in the team. Yeah, maybe. yeah. and that's fine, that's fine. I guess all I was just saying is, has has he has he potentially been sold up the river a little bit? But that's just a... Yeah, we can I, let that... I, I don't maybe think... Not. Yeah, I don't, from Eddie Jones's perspective, he needs to have the best players available. Yeah. Cipriani's definitely in the top three fly halves, yeah. and so... He will be for me. He will be in contention going into the World Cup. Yeah. But right now, he, for me, again, he's third choice. What about the red card then? Uh, uh, it's a red card. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> say what you say. What you think? Uh, it's just bad, isn't it? I mean, uh, I don't know. If I could just like put quotation marks around all all that breathing, and I don't know. <laughs> I completely, completely agree with that. <laughs> Ditto. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it does even for me. It feels soft, but it it shows the direction that they're going and what, got what, what so lawmakers are trying to do. So I, I understand the I understand the intent of why that is a red card. They have it what? so so wrong. Uh, you know, the decision itself, that's why I'm emming and ahhing, because I don't blame the ref for it. The refs are getting 
scrutinised as much as anyone, probably even more harshly than the players now by their own by their own profession. Well, let's not forget there's a World Cup for referees exactly next year. I yeah. bet the pressure is probably quite high for them. They well, need to get you, their calls you've right. S- you've seen the pressure that can come onto referees when they get calls wrong. Think of the um, Joubert, mm. Scotland, Australia incident at the last World Cup. Mm. No one wants a repeat of that kind of thing. And and the referees will have seen the two retrospective red cards for Toulouse in mm. the week. Yep. Um, the game is going in a in a direction where it's going to damage itself for, forever. Now, people will say, what, what about the safeguarding? What about player welfare? And I get a lot of stick for this because, allegedly, I don't care about players. I mean, this is, this is the new thing, though. If you're going to be an absolute arse on Twitter, uh, you've, got to say, you've got to climb onto Mount Pius and say that you are the champion of player welfare, when actually no such real, you know, real position exists. And they're just damaging the game because I don't see how you can take Danny, give Danny Cipriani a red card for that. I don't see... How Jerome Kano gets a red card for I mean Jerome Kano, right, is less of a red card than Danny Cipriani. Because if you're gonna go letter of the law, quote unquote, Jerome Kano does not hit anyone in the head. Well, uh, Danny Rob- Roberts did say he got hit in the chin by Kano. Well, I mean that could be I mean you could hit so, anyone and hit Jamie, Jamie Roberts, Roberts yeah. in the chin. <laughs> so Okay. <laughs> there, there was there was contact with a head, neck, face, was enormous there, chin I mean, area. It, it, it looked to well, me it, a little bit like a George Smith one, where the, it was not conclusive to me that there was. If I, he says he was, I'll, yeah, I'll take that. From, that, from the video last week, it did look inconclusive. But, but it's just yeah. going down the road where we can't we can't win the concussion debate. Concussion is not going to solve itself. Concussion is not going to get better. Lowering the tackle height will, will not help. We can limit games. I think that is a perfectly fair way. You can limit minutes, but you can't limit the risk. You, well, you, you just can't. You can reduce you can, the you risk. Can, you can, lim- you can, you can limit, but you can't irad- you can't you, yeah. you can't remove. You cannot there's no way you can get rid of because even the most fair tackle can have an unwanted outcome for concussion or any other number of injuries. So you, you can't get rid of that entirely. You can reduce the risk, which is what they're trying to do. The concern from a lot of people is that it will have unintended consequences. Um for the for someone the, made a really good analogy the other week, and I can't remember what it was. It was like Trying to eradicate something, and some people look at it like murder, and other people look at it like polio, right? So what I mean by that is, if you look at concussions like you look at murder, and you want to eradicate all concussions, you can, in the same way you can eradicate murder. But the consequences to whatever you're doing are going to be so That's dire... That sounds like there's a murder in your case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the consequences are going to be so dire to society or, or, or the game, you don't, really, you don't really want to do that. Whereas if you look at something like prevention, you, know, you can make it safer, but it'll never be completely safe. So people are looking at it the wrong way. You cannot eradicate con- concussion. I think we've gone too far down, 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 down this road now. Well, I, I, I am interested to see... So I generally take a glass-half-full perspective on these kind of things i'm interested to see long term what this um push this drive to lower the height of the tackler will have because the there was noises around this that if danny cipriani just is he bends his back a bit more he gets in a the position that the the world rugby want the tackler to be in then there's no problem yeah so it's it's putting it back onto the players a little bit to just be mindful of that work that extra bit harder to get in the position every time and we'll see what happens there might be a whole spate of other injuries that are caused by that that we've just not seen yet Someone or ducking it might their have head a... quickly to to get out the way of we, the but... high tackle and then um compressing their neck yeah, yeah. It, it could be that you could see a spike in neck injuries or hip injuries or i, yeah. I don't well, know what it's going to be like, we'll... we've played this game for generations i played yesterday you know, Talk H put up four teams. I checked in with about five or six other friends who played at different teams. And, you know, hundreds, hundreds, no, thousands of people played this game yesterday, right? And the level of concussion was relatively low. Now, I'm not saying that is an argument to just keep things as they are, but we've outsourced the rules of the game to a small handful of individuals that are making rules for us, talking in legalities, which don't really translate into what majority of players do. They are looking at a tiny, tiny proportion of the rugby playing population who play professional and making laws around that one. Actually, the game is perfectly safe. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's not as safe as filling, filling in your tax return, but it's pretty safe. And hundreds Sa- safer of, than horse riding. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of people yeah. do this every, every weekend. And, you know, I, I don't know where these rules... I mean, the rule changes are... 
Well, I don't think they're in the best interest of of the game, and I don't think they're gonna. Uh, I don't think they're gonna improve it, and it's only gonna get worse. I think once they deal with concussion, it'll be something else. Well, that, that is my issue. So on, on this one, letter of the law, red card. I don't want that to be a red card because Danny Cipriani, you can see him kind of backing off. And the, the coaching point for me is run it, run your head into someone's shoulder when you when you ball carry. <laughs> yeah, like, like Scannell did. L- just, low body I'm height. I'm not saying Scannell did it deliberately. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, but, he just played rugby. But actually, he ran into Danny Cipriani's shoulder. Danny Cipriani did, did not forcefully move his shoulder into Rory Scannell's head. Uh, Niall, well, one of them. Ro- one of Scannell. Scannell. S. Scannell. A. Scannell. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, N scannel. N N or S. Anyway, whatever. N scannel. Anyway, one, uh, one's a hooker, one's a centre. <laughs> uh, he uh, he didn't forcefully move it into it, and I, and I, I think what it's the red cards are about, and we're going to get a lot lot more of them, so we better get used to this. Are until the behaviours change, and the the intention is to change players' behaviour. My thought is, in the meantime. It makes an absolute mess, but I'm with Doesn't... Phil where we'll see what it, where it happens long term. I, yeah. I predict the law of unintended consequences. Yeah. But going back to what you just said, Jay, one of my biggest issues with this whole area is the level of sanctimonious input <sighs> from people that have never played the game. Ugh. Or that, because they have a Twitter account, are suddenly emboldened with this belief in their opinion. To, and to the point when Billy Vanapola puts out his opinion and he's entitled to it and he says I don't I don't like that uh, I I don't want that to be a red card what's going on yeah, and by the way, Billy... we're evolve we're evolving into basketball I think is what he said um look, then to say Billy that's irresponsible you shouldn't uh, say the, that who are those people who are the, I mean it is uh, the, the Joe website in Ireland <sighs> that, that it was irresponsible and he's missing the point uh, I mean, no, not, no. He's the, putting out an opinion on Twitter. Well, the, the Cipriani red card, as far as I can see, is just two men playing rugby. I mean, that's that's it. There is nothing irresponsible. There is, you know, it doesn't even look like Danny Cipriani wants to make the tackle, which wouldn't be the first time. I mean, he's by trying the way. to get out of the way. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, he, he realised he was in an upright position, and the guy had sort of stepped towards him. He was trying to back off. Scannell had low body height. Was yeah. was being tackled at the time. I've got something so. interesting for, for you. So I was talking to a player, right? Um, about, uh, uh, got to be very careful how how I put this. So concussions have got a rather weird unintended consequence, which is faking in in games. So did anyone see uh, who was the guy who um, threw himself to the, to the floor? Nathan, Nathan Cat. Cat, right? He he, that was he was so hard hit, he, but yeah, but. Oh yeah, so I, I've got to be careful what I say. He he had time to appeal to the referee before he fell to the floor. Yeah, so Nate, yeah, so Nathan Cass stands up, points at his head, falls over. Right, yeah, fantastic. Now, because the laws start at the top of the game and filter their way down, other people who are playing a very high high level, um, are subject to the same law. So championship, divi- uh, you know, championship, uh, division one, division two. It's basically the same laws throughout, and they're also incredibly physical leagues. Yeah. So the feedback to players now is: do not feign injury, and if you do feign injury, under no circumstances touch your head, because if you touch your head, you have to go yeah, off. Yeah, HRA for, for an HRA. In fact, no, because they don't have the medical. That's it. They don't have the medical resources ah, to do a HRA. Yes. Yeah, so, so they've you're just off, got to come off. You're just flat off so boys by all means feign, feign injury right? but hold your ankle your do knee, not hold your head. shoulder wrist yeah. anything ribs. The point, like even if you do get hit in the head don't hold your head yeah. because we can't take you off which i thought was very very interesting oh interesting yeah so just one last point on the cipriani because we've, we've done it to death and we've yeah. done lots of these things yeah. to death um it's, it's actually a point that you often make tim and it you often complain that there is the effect for a big man is not the same for a smaller man and so for me, the, the Kano and mm. Cipriani, mm. the force extremely different because yeah. Kano is nineteen stone, yeah. monster. Cipriani's thirteen and a half stone. Yeah. Uh, but the sanction, it w- the law was applied consistently, yes. despite the fact that it was enormous force compared to yeah. virtually no force. Now that, that was interesting. To we say. know the law. Well, we'll, we'll see what what the ban is. We simply know, yeah. don't we, now that we the law that the laws are force. <laughs> I mean, in fact, we just know it's a force now. So let's. Well, well yeah, and it's it's, 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 it's well. Put it put it onto the players to 
yeah. they know they know what the laws are now. The, the, the laws are being applied consistently, yes. which is one of the things. Whether you agree That's, with them or not, well, consistency uh, is a well, good thing. You say that consistency is a good thing, uh, well, and, and to a degree, Billy Twelve Trees probably deserved the red. red if you, if you actually that, applied, yeah. the, if you actually applied the same letter of the law yeah. consistently across an eighty minutes, there'd be three or four red cards a game. Madness. Yeah. Madness. So, so the, the player's behaviour is going to have to change. You're right. Yes. And so, what, what when, Billy, when, Billy Vanapola, when Billy when Billy <laughs> expresses his um, dismay, that is not him denying the fact that he's going to have to change his own behaviour. That is him regretting that he'll have to change his behaviour. But he will, and uh, that's he fine. Will. And that's yeah, where yeah. we are because he knows the laws and he knows the consequences of not doing. Yeah. Uh, are too great. Yeah. Uh, just, I just think the weight of public opinion now is so skewed to one side on on this concussion debate and the safety debate that we're never it's never going to go back to the way it is but if it was up to me I'd put it back to the way it was in terms of the laws and if we're going to get around it we have to get around it by managing players time and exposure to the game full stop that's the only well, way to do it yeah because it's interesting and in terms of the NFL they've actually uh, some of the data said that actually the majority where was well, it? I was account. reading this the other day. The majority, what, what they've done is modified the training yes, that's right. to reduce the workload because actually the majority of impacts was happening on the training field. Yeah. yeah. So NFL have one contact session a week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that, and I think rugby should go down that road. Uh, go down that road. Some clubs definitely have done. I, I know back a few years ago when I was playing, there was, there was talks of doing it. Well, I know um, rugby league. Yeah, a lot. They do. From what I know, they do very, very little contact outside games because they get so much, so much of it in the game. Now, well, yeah, in rugby league players can make thirty to forty carries and thirty to forty tackles Madness. per game, which is they, they would be. Like, it just cannot happen in rugby union. You just making twenty tackles is an enormous number in rugby. Yeah, I would be interested to know how the Irish. I mean, the Irish lads look probably the fittest and the healthiest of everyone because they're so well managed, and I think yeah. maybe. England are going to have to do that um, in Billy, some way. Billy Twelve Trees deserved the red, and also Billy, uh, the Munster. Who's the Munster number eight? Is it C- Stander. CJ? Stander. C- CJ Stander should have been red carded because because uh, if you apply it correctly, Twelve Trees and Stander's shoulder head. Shoulder head. Yeah. So let's see if CJ Stander is he going to get a retrospective red card? He, he better do. Otherwise, <laughs> well, yeah, you're if right. You get, if you're going to apply to it be, consistently, be, he better consistently. do consistently. Yeah. <laughs> These sighting commissioners need to expand that role. But, it, you know, people are going to start... People are going to have a pop at us for... I'm not saying I don't understand why it's been done. I'm not saying... Uh, yeah, well, I tell you... I'm not, it, saying I, I, I'm not saying we might end up in a good place when players' behaviour changes. I'm just saying I, I regret that that Danny Cipriani tackle is what is now worthy of a red card. And and if you look at Jerome Kano, what did he get? Five weeks. Five weeks. Danny Cipriani. Can't You've got to be careful, though. You mustn't question the expertise of the experts. <laughs> Because that's one thing you're not allowed to do. Just I want you to fast forward. Think about the World Cup. Jerome Kano just got five weeks, and um, let's say Bowden Barrett does a Danny Cipriani in game one of the uh, or the third pool game in the World Cup. He uh, he misses the rest of the World Cup. Yeah, just, yeah. There you yeah. go. Well then, done. Well done, everyone. <clears throat> then the other side of this, to put some perspective, Peter Brown, Ulster Lock. This week retires because of repeated concussions. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, and it's he's obviously not the first. He definitely won't be the last. Uh, yeah, uh, do you know um, who said this to me? Josh, uh, Josh Gordon from Blood and Mud, Mud actually I put it in a way which I really respected. Which he said, "I don't want to be watching the game. I don't want to watch the game that I love be responsible for, you know, giving people life, you know, life changing brain injury." Don't, uh, and I think he's absolutely. You know, that's a really good way to put it because I don't look at it as a fan as such. I look at it. Because I still play, mm-hmm. and very there's nothing about the risk. Even now, you've told me all the risks that makes me want to stop playing, and that will never that opinion will never change. But I do understand if you're just watching it, maybe you do think, well, do I want to see this gladiatorial con- uh, okay. well, you know, uh, contest where people do get life changing injuries? I don't know. It's a very very complex su- subject. So yeah, let's let's finish that there, mm. but go on to mm. just a little bit of news, a bit a bit lighter Ooh. about a game we just touched on in the Kano incident. The noises coming out of Bath following that game, yeah. oh yeah, seem quite remarkable to me. <laughs> Nothing like losing with a bit of class, is it? <laughs> now wow. I don't actually know who these this quote and this information, this opinion is attributed to. But the noises coming out of Bath are 
they might be seeking a replay of the game. Uh, no, they've written a letter. I understand. Was it was it a letter? Well, this this appeared as um this appeared as an exclusive with Owen's slot in the Times, didn't it? Ah. So I don't know whether that means Bruce Craig called him up and said, "Put this out." Or uh, Tarquin, was it Tarquin McDonald? Tarquin McDonald, because we haven't actually had any confirmation officially that they have sent a letter. Yeah. We've just heard that they might be. They might, they, yeah, they're there's seeking, noises around. They're seeking to start a dialogue. Start a dialogue. Or whatever it is. Start a dialogue on replaying a game. <laughs> I mean, uh, surely Munster wants to replay the game when Neil Back tapped the ball. I mean, can you imagine that nowadays? <laughs> oh, can no, you no, imagine w- that wasps, standing? Uh, wasps want to replay that Connacht game with the, oh, you know, yeah. when he got kicked to the corner. Yeah. They want to replay that now. Absolutely, as, as he was. I mean, you know, so... so the- un- unlucky, who won that year? Saracen, sorry. Your... Your Champions Cup win is on ice at the minute. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be replayed. Scratched from the record book. Replayed just from the, whatever it was, the group <laughs> stages, the whole tournament. It's such a brattish approach to <laughs> rugby, isn't it? We want to replay it, this game. It, and it, So they've cited two things that the, or the articles that are putting this forward have cited two things. One, the, the retrospective red cards, uh, which would have uh, cost to lose players, and also that the ref blew up the game early. Yes. So maybe he's got a point. I mean, no, well, there no. is no point, right? Yeah, because there, there, there are always, there will, there are always, and there will always be refereeing mistakes. Do you remember we have time uh, for Wales against Italy? Oh yeah, oh, we oh, have yeah. time. Was kick it? for the corner. Yeah. So we have time. To most normal humans, means we have time. We have enough time to do. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. But in official, so this is the problem with professions and officials and anything. Anything like that, you start to develop your own language and your own way of using words. So we have time now means you've run out of time. We've hit time. So when they asked the TMO, do we have time? He goes, yes, we have time. (laughs) So when they kicked the corner, they couldn't finish off the game. Yeah, there will always be refereeing mistakes. And unfortunately, some of them will cost big, some of them will cost small. Generally, over the course of a season or many seasons, it will (sighs) even itself out. I don't really know what to do about Bath. They're a funny one, aren't they? Because... Yeah, I do like Bruce Craig. I like the fact he plows so much cash into rugby and tries to create these amazing teams and gets his, you know, non-playing guys at a match day in mustard chinos. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Blue I love all that. Chinos. But More the other of part that, of me thinks maybe this is too important to entrust into a private owner, kind of like the Royal Navy. You know, I wouldn't want the Royal Navy being owned by someone uh, unless it was you. Unless it was me, of course. Yeah, I wonder if Bath should be handed over to like you know. Um, like World Heritage or something, <laughs> or the National Trust to run. It just seems too important for people to be ruining the club and besmirching, besmirching their name by writing letters to replay, you know, bad decisions. It's it's ridiculous. So one thing I did see on Twitter was associated with the time thing that there is a precedent set in the NBA where games have been replayed. Yeah. But replayed with like two seconds left on yeah. the clock. Really? Yeah. So Bath get back those ten seconds on, but, 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 to lose a down to thirteen men. But Bath have got ten seconds. How much do you have to pay for admission for that three second game? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! We're not thinking straight here. So, what do you do about injuries? So, do well, you yeah, have to it, should, it should be the same team out. What if they're injured? Well, put them out there. Get them out there on crutches. Well, I mean, rea- in reality, you're not going to be able to, are you? So you're going to have to be allowed to make some sort of replacement. Oh, well, you've got the 23 men. Yeah. So uh, whoever you can get on the field of those 23 that were in the yeah. matchday squad. Right. And maybe include the travelling reserve. So D- Was this... Now, how, but how would Kano work? Because technically he hadn't been banned at that point. However, it was after the red card. So it, would, he should, it should be have off. been given. So he should yeah. be off. But he so is actually lose, banned now, weirdly. But yeah, to, yeah. Lose, to lose it down to 13 men. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. two retrospective red cards come in. Get so they've applied. got 13 players. And the, but they're restarting from a line-out, aren't they? Uh, I can't. Uh, so it's restarted from wherever yeah, the ball Yeah, it's a line-out on about, the, on about the 22, I think. Yeah. Oh, on the 20. So I think like I would bench all of the backs and put on as many forwards <laughs> as I yeah. can. I'd probably have like a 12-man line-out or something. Put all five of your forwards from the bench on or six of your forwards from the bench. I however, think so. I how many it was yeah. in the game. Yeah, Jerome Kano is a funny one because technically he shouldn't be allowed to play any rugby, but he's going to have to be... The band's going to have to be rescinded so he can well, he, play under that game. No, but he doesn't actually play. He's got to be at that game in full kit just sitting, <laughs> sitting <laughs> on a stool on the halfway line. Uh, well done, Bruce Craig. You've reduced rugby <laughs> to a farce. <laughs> 
Oh. There we go. We've done all the news. Oh, there's one other bit of news. Oh, okay. Um, well, there might be others, but a bit local to UJB, your beloved RGC. Oh, yeah. Shame, this one. Yeah. Shame. Uh, Shame. Player, former Shame. captain of RGC. Banned for drugs. For lots and lots, lots of drugs. Lots and lots of delicious drugs. <laughs> I have not, um, I read, I read described the Described as a cocktail. A cocktail yeah, of delicious, delicious cocktail of drugs. <laughs> uh, it's just a shame, isn't it? Young, yeah. young men throwing, throwing away their future. Nothing more tragic than that. Well, just especially, just you talk about besmirching the name. The the gentleman who was, uh, who was in that RGC jersey before that in the second row. Just what? brought yeah. nothing but honour yeah. to, to that to that shirt. An absolutely upstanding member of the uh, of uh, of the community, a yeah, fr- community I mean, pillar, friend of the pod. I'm Brent pretty, Williams. I'm pretty and, sure and, they should have retired that jersey when he retired. Absolutely, friend of the pod, upstanding member, pillar of the community, and barbarian Bryn Williams. Yeah. So that shirt has been tainted. So yeah, they should have retired the. Yeah. Number five well, jersey. They learn, don't they? Yeah. Well, but that's why maybe it's the pressure to live up to that mantle <laughs> is what led him down that down that. Or terrible is path. it the pressure to look great in a great in a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> was his next move? Was it the cocktail of drugs and then going to play for Cleveland? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these aren't performance enhancing. These are all just aesthetic yeah. drugs. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, oh yeah, I'm rubbish at rugby now. Yeah. <laughs> Dom, really said, uh, Dom said the pool party's a great dinner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really I hate these stories because yeah. I know it's wrong. I don't really have much of a moral problem with, with it, to be fair. Uh, but I, I know it's wrong, I know it's cheating. I just hate the idea that, uh, particularly for a young man like that who puts so much into rugby and the pressure to do well, and then, yes, they do cheat, yes, it's wrong, but there's a whole, there's a whole like, lifetime's, wo- lifetime's work ruined there. But it, it should be a good lesson for anyone. Yeah. Like, just... I mean, how much can you tell these lads, though? Because they tell them all the time. Don't take drugs. Don't take drugs. Don't take drugs. Go and take a supplement. Make sure you get get the batch number. Don't take these supplements. Record it. Get it off your nutritionist. Get it off the club doctor. Do all the right things. All the support is there for them. So when you do cheat, you know they're actually cheating. You know it's wrong. (laughs) They they know it's wrong. But um, actually seeing someone... Yeah. I've played with... It's a personal story, isn't it? Yeah. I've, I've played with a lad who got banned for two years yeah and I bet he wasn't a terrible person the lad that I played with made a stupid mistake he was a 130 kg prop that took fat strippers because he was going on holiday really he, he wasn't taking it for performance enhancing he, it, it was such a stupid mistake uh, no performance benefit but he just wanted to look a bit better on the beach he should have done the got, got a two year ban he should have done the extra Chiefs beach body workout yeah <laughs> the, the beach booty beach, beach booty or bikini workout got the Ashley Johnson uh, defence the <laughs> or Yaya Torre had a similar one as well didn't he where the wife's uh, slimming pills should have gone for that defence yeah grenades <laughs> apparently that's what they're called um, <laughs> okay Apparently, uh, right. Okay, well, uh, that's a, that's a great way to end the uh, great way to end the pod with a ruined career. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And we, so we will be back uh, probably Tuesday morning. Yes. So for your feed on Tuesday morning, Monday yeah, night, Tuesday morning, be all the Champions Cup. Yes. Shenanigans. Dissecting Review- the best and the worst. Reviews and previews. Hell yeah! Right, let's go. Go on, Tim. Do some professional um, presenting. Well, that was the podcast, and I, well, no, do, do you know what? Now I kind of no, don't worry. I I feel like have we been a bit down on this podcast? Like Is we've it, been I, a bit down on on the England squad. When actually, I'm still relatively optimistic. I know, bit down on the red card, but actually, I am much like Phil said, thinking, well, it will change the behaviour, and let's see what, how it plays out then. And I'll leave, I'll leave I'll leave you with this little tease. A, li- a, a little tease, and something to brighten up, the, brighten up the mood for next week's pod, or tomorrow's podcast, which is, we can talk about Guy Thompson. Oh, oh yes. yes, we can. There we go. Yeah. And what the, the Thompson brothers, Guy and, and Blade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although, Thompson and Thompson. Okay, but, so, yeah. thanks, thanks for ruining that. <laughs> Guy Thompson... What a guy. One day we'll uh, be sitting around at Christmas and we'll go, do you remember the time then Phil ruined the podcast for us? <laughs> <laughs> By over-explaining the difference between oh, I can't, I'm Blade not... and Guy's last names. <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about Guy Thompson already. There is a guy that means every, everything. It means everything to him every time he runs on the pitch. Love it. Played in the championship. What a warrior. We'll talk about him and all the rest of the Champions Cup stuff next time. Let the boys play. Let the boys play.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.